Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Bibles, we're going to open up to Romans chapter 12, verse 3, be our scripture reading for the night. Romans 12, 3, you pray as we read the word of God. We need God, we can't do anything of any godly significance without God. Amen. And we've not come for any other reason. Amen. Romans 12 and 3 says, For I say, through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Father God, we thank you for your love, for your word. We ask your blessing and anointing, God, upon this word, this hour. Uh, We look to you, God, as author and finisher of my faith and of all that would ever come to you. God, bless now in this hour. Have mercy upon us, God, we pray. May your revelation come to one sitting amongst us, God, that may be lost. May you give them a personal invitation, God to come to the kingdom of God, to be called a child of God. We thank you and praise you. Lord God, be exalted above all that's said and done, we pray in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Uh, The thought God gave us as we was uh, praying and uh, talking to God uh, all day long, it seems like it's been said uh, about what we think about. So... The Lord gave me this thought last week, does God care what you think? Mm. Now, you might say that's that's rudimental, that's fundamental, that's simple, that's ABCs, but, you know, uh, most of y'all sitting here, you care what people think about you. You care about what your spouses, your children, your boss, you're... Uh, bombarded with thoughts of what will they think about this or what will others uh, get from what I'm doing. And all the time long, God cares about what you think. I think that we have it out of order. I think if we thought more about what God thinks about what we're thinking about, we might have better thoughts. I think if we spent more time uh, finding out what God thinks about us, that we would live a better life. It would not be, it would not possibly be one that would be so pleasing to the flesh. It's so difficult though with the influences that we have. You got to understand that uh, the thoughts is where everything comes from that makes you behave. Uh, We think about things. You ever told somebody you was thinking about something? You you was going to meditate upon something. I looked in the Bible and found uh, several scriptures on on thinking. And uh, before we go any further, I want you to think about the the influences that we're uh, constantly uh, being uh, subject to as we live our life. Now, uh, this man named Lance Walnew, he's a 
It's funny, he's a Jew, but he's an a evangelic uh, pastor for 20 years, and he uh, had this revelation about the seven mountains of influence in the world. Now, funny, because Tommy was talking about that this morning in his message, that Christ took uh, Satan took Christ up on top of a mountaintop. Now, this was just not any old mountaintop. This is a place where he could see all the kingdoms of the world. You can't even wrap your mind around uh, where he took them to. He didn't just take them over here on Six Mile and let them peer down into Six Mile Valley and yeah, yeah. say, you see this? Can't. No, he took them up into a place where you could see everything yeah. that was going on in the world. Yeah. He took them up there where he could uh, possibly be tempted to, to trade what he was doing yep. for what Satan was offering him, and yet it uh, did not get Satan anywhere. But you and I, on the other hand, uh, we are uh, in a place where we often only see what we want to see. And uh, these influences are, are things that you deal with every day. Politics, family, religion, science, education, the media, entertainment that's coming all the time. These are things that constantly are causing you to come to conclusions, to have behavior patterns, to whether or not you go to church on Sunday morning or Sunday night or Wednesday night or when it's where, where the covenant tells us that every time the doors open, uh, that without a lawful excuse that you will be in the Lord's house and you will, by some kind of influence, come up with some kind of reason. Uh, you'll reason within your, you'll justify your behavior as to whether or not uh, you'll be in God's house. Or whether or not you'll make a godly decision. Whether or not that you will be a godly person in any kind of situation that we go through. On the job. Uh, with your spouse. With your kids. I, I listen to people that say it's okay to lie a little. It's not okay to lie at all. A lie is the very thing that caused us to fall in the garden. Do you realize that when Adam and Eve were in the garden, that Adam thought about God all the time? And that it was uh, when God came to Adam and he asked him, What are you thinking about, Adam? He said, where are you? Why are you hiding? What was he asking them? Why are you doing this? What are you thinking about? What caused you to get in this condition, this position? Day in and day out. Does God care about what you think? Yep, yep. So we have to, we have, we, we, the simple answer would be yes. Right? So we say, well, God cares about what we think. Well, do you care about what God thinks? Yeah. Now that's where it might make a difference. Do you care what God thinks about what you think about? Out of the heart of the issues of life, where a man's heart is, there his treasure is. Right? So, so what do we value? We value, we have a value. So I, I work for a man, he's all about culture. Well, when you're in a finance business, you know what culture is? How do you loan more money to more people? Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, that's what they do. Yeah. Anheuser-Busch is experiencing some uh, value situations today. Not that any of us drink. But she had this transgender get up and say she wanted to sophisticate Bud Light beer. Bud Light beer sales 
out what happened. They did some thinking. Amen? And as a result of it, they did some behavior changing that got a hold of the economics of a corporation that caused the chairman that are sitting on the board that can't count their money anymore to change what they're thinking. We might have made a mistake by hiring this person. Did we think this through? Do you think you have influence in the world? Do you think the church should have influence in the world? Do you think that we ought to be about the Lord's business and what we buy, where we go, what we say, who we hang out with? I was talking to Greg about an old boy. He said we had to part ways. There's times that we need to part ways with people that are influencing those around us or ourselves in ways that are not godly. There's a, there's a line that needs to be drawn. There ought to be somebody that stand up and say, I love you, but you can't act that way. You can't do these things around me. You can't bring that in as an influence into my life. Amen. So, so uh, God wants to know if what, what we're thinking. He wants to know if what we're thinking is right. Does God have a problem with what you're thinking? He already knows what you're thinking. And the psalmist said, How precious also are the thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. Many, O Lord, my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done. And thy thoughts which are to usward, they cannot be reckoned up in, in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, there are more than can be numbered. God is thinking about you and cares for you. And Peter, it says, uh, cast all your cares upon the Lord, for He cares for you. Yeah. If you care for somebody, you care for what they're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Your, your conscience of what they're thinking. So in the book of Romans, as we read 12.3, He tells us, not to think of yourself more highly than what you ought to, and but that you should think on that you should uh, think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. How do we think soberly? Now I picked three scriptures. There was many scriptures, but most of the Bible deals with what you're thinking. Did you know that? If you start reading the Word, you'll find out God is trying to get you to think about Him, trying to to reveal unto you that your thoughts are not His thoughts, your ways are not His ways. His thoughts are higher your thoughts, and His ways are higher than your ways. And He's trying to get you to consider what He thinks and what He wants and what He'd have you to do and how He would give you the power to do those things. He's not asking you to do supernatural things. He's just asking you to trust Him and to put your faith in Him and to have a total dependence upon what He says. That's why I'm glad that when Jesus was tempted again by Satan and He said... Uh, if thou be the Son of God, then take this stone and turn it into bread. I know you're hungry. I know that you just yeah. went 40 days and 40 nights and you didn't drink and you didn't eat. Just think how you could just turn that stone into a nice loaf of fresh, hot bread and how uh, you could indulge yourself. And Jesus had an answer for that. He said, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that 
that God has revealed these things to us. That God has given, like he said, things that we ought to know. Uh, uh, If you're sitting here tonight and you're saved by the wonderful grace of God and you've been born again, bless God, uh, we ought to spend every waking hour uh, thinking about God. Uh, You can't deny that He's in everything that you do. Uh, He's in a complete control of you. If you'll put your trust in Him, now He don't put His stamp of approval on them that run wild. Uh, They make that choice outside of the perimeters of God. It's not His will that men should be a fatherless, but there's a whole bunch of people in the world, whether they be in politics or on the job or family members or down at the local store or wherever you go that don't have God as a father and they're not going to act right. Uh, But that doesn't give you and I uh, the privilege to act like anything other than children of God. I'm thankful that when, you know, like when you come around a family, uh, if you know that family, you can say you're just like your dad. And bless God, uh, we ought to have that label about us. Uh, there ought to be people around us that say, boy, you act like a real Christian. Amen. I've tried to make you stumble. I've tried to deceive you. I've tried to get over on you. But you just wouldn't fall uh, because there's a God that is looking out after you. Amen. We ought to have that reputation. Praise the Lord. I'm thankful uh, that uh, He loves me. I'm not worthy of His love. I'm going to share a couple more scriptures with you uh, tonight. Um, You're going to leave here and you're going to think about the Lord for a little while. That's the way God works. But I'm going to tell you what. You're going to have to press in to thinking about God all the time. You're going to have to uh, put up a guard to do this because the devil uh, will do everything he can to try to think, uh, uh, give you the impression you'll be lifting yourself up, Larry. You'll be thinking of yourself more highly than what you ought to. You might be thinking that I'm okay, that I've got this lick, uh, that I'm going to make it through this next step. But what you don't know is that the moment you take your eyes off of Jesus, just like Peter, uh, when he started looking at the world around him, he began to sink, to sink, and he had to call out on God. I'm glad that the child of God uh, has a father that when you call on him, he'll help you. There ought to be some indications in your life as to whether or not you're a child of God. When you call on Him, does He help you or is His ear uh, too far away to hear you call? Does Can His hand get and reach to you when you're in trouble? Uh, or is it too far away? Has your sin separated you from having a good conscience and being able to call on God when you're in trouble? I meet a lot of people and they say, I'd come to church, but... And they'll never get that answered. They'll never tell you why. They think their sin is too great for God to deal with them. 
I'm talking about murderers and rapists and liars and thieves and drunkards and drug addicts and dope heads and all manner of evil men. And they won't come in here because they don't think that my God has the ability to clean them up and love on them. And they're being deceived. They're being lied to. They've not read this book. This book is about grace and mercy and salvation for the sinner. Faithful saints. I'm glad that my God saves to the uttermost bitter end. Amen. I'm glad that he doesn't look on one and forsake another. If a man will confess unto God his need for salvation, he'll bless them and he'll save them and he'll fill them like Brother Tommy preached this morning with the Holy Ghost. And the devil won't be able to get in that house no more. Amen. Amen. Philippians 4 and 8 tells us, uh, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things uh, are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things and uh, those things which you have both learned Hey man, you've got to learn these things about God. Yep. Uh, you've got to uh, subject yourself and make yourself uh, learn these things uh, by the Word Amen. of God, uh, by reading it, yep. uh, by understanding it, right. by praying it, good. by uh, demonstrating it uh, with a good lifestyle uh, before men. God, Amen. and bless God before the devil, and bless God. And he said... Uh, those things which you have both Amen. learned and received and heard and seen in me do. Yeah. And he said, and the God of peace shall be with you. Yeah. Amen. See, that's the proof in the pudding. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Uh, that It's good. Yeah. Amen. And that what God said he'd do, he'd do it for you. Amen. Yeah. So I went and I got, uh, I, I ordered, uh, somebody told me uh, Vines had this real good exploratory uh, definition on all the Bible things. So I, I looked up all them words. Amen. And I think we're going to go over them tonight. Uh, we're going to look at them. I got a lot of scripture here. Uh, I probably uh, overemphasized and subjected myself to the Word of God. So you're just going to get the uh, Reader's Digest version uh, tonight. Uh, so um, uh, when you think about being sober, uh, it's about being uh, uh, unintoxicated, uh, being in a right mind, having self-control. Yeah. The thing about being intoxicated or influenced uh, by some kind of outside uh, influence is that you don't think right. Yep. If you're uh, drinking alcohol or doing drugs or even under the spell of love or lust or some other means that causes your behavior uh, not to be sound, uh, it's not the best time to be making decisions and it's most definitely not the mo- best time uh, to be uh, messing up before the Lord uh, because He's listening to what you're thinking. He can hear you. He knows what's going on inside of you. Amen. So that's why uh, 
the unction of the Holy Spirit said, uh, be sober, think soberly. Amen. And in order to think soberly, you've got to be sober. Amen. That's a, a prerequisite. Yep. 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 You've got to be sober. Amen. Some people, uh, they think they can't be sober, but they're just uh, listening to a liar. Amen. If they'll go to the author and finisher of their faith, uh, he knows how to clean the body up that the mind can be sober. He said, whatsoever thing be true. Being true is directly connected to being faithful. Uh, Jesus is the uh, uh, perfect expression of truth. He said, I am truth and righteousness. Amen. Uh, He didn't lie. He didn't beat around the bush. Uh, He told it like it was. Uh, He he did not uh, try to sugarcoat it. Uh, He is truth and righteousness. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father but by me. Uh, Bless God. Uh, We ought to be able to make that statement. I'm going to... I I ain't got over when Tommy preached about the the three men on the cross. The one up there uh, that said, Today you'll be with me in paradise. He didn't know, no. He wasn't a a member of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church or some Methodist church or, or some Lutheran church or some Catholic, all he knew was that guy right there said I could be here. That's my testimony. He's the one that got me here. I ain't got no... See, that's truth. Jesus is truth. And bless God, if you ain't got that truth, you're trying to hinge it on something other than the truth. And it won't work. It won't get you there. Truth uh, is genuine and it's sincere. Amen. Uh, honest means being fair and decent. Amen. Fair and decent. Just means to be straight and righteous. It's similar to being right. And we ought to be just. We ought to think on these. See, I'm not just asking you, well, we're going to get this definition and we're going to have everything figured out now. No. I'm asking you to think on these things. I'm asking you as you go through your day, are you thinking uh, soberly and truly and honestly and justly and pure? Pure uh, means not defiled. It's not contaminated. Amen? It's the real thing. It's it's not a, a placebo. It's something that's going to get the job done. Amen. Uh, If you're uh, making something or if you want wool or if you want cotton, you don't want something that's mixed with something else. You want it to be exactly what it is. You know, I can't take something that looks like sugar and try to make a cake. It won't work out good. Amen. You've got to have the pure stuff. Amen. And bless God, if you want to get saved, you got to have the pure gospel preached unto you. you got to have the Holy Spirit get inside of your heart and put that tug that Sister was singing about tonight that it would get inside of you and start pulling you under the mercy seat of God where you could come and purely and holy and honestly have this confession that Christ Jesus drew you to an old-fashioned altar of repentance and you got saved by the pure gospel and the pure 
the blood of Jesus was not contaminated because it wouldn't have paid the price. I'm thankful that it was holy and acceptable under the Father. I'm thankful that it got the job done. It's the propitiation of my faith. That blood that was shed on Calvary was my price that I needed to get out of hell and go to heaven. Whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, lovely, pleasing, agreeable. Amen. Uh, When you fall in love uh, with a wife or a husband uh, or you love your children, amen, it doesn't have anything tied to it. You just love them. Uh, You don't love them for what they do for you. Ain't you glad? That's the love of God. Amen. It's not what you do for Him. I'm saved because of it. He first loved me. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly, for the unholy, for the unable. He died for the sinner. That's love. That's lovely. There's nothing better than that love. No greater love than this, than a brother lay down his life for his friend and truly Jesus Christ has become our friend of becoming a man incarnate of God with us. Amen. Came and bore our sins and He was in all points attempted as you and I, but yet He was without sin. Uh, He was pure. He was good. He was lovely. Praise the Lord. And the last few things, a good report. A good report means that you've got integrity. Amen. You ever you ever had somebody report on you behind your back? They either gave a good account or a bad account. But this says right here to think on things of a good report. I, I like to read the Old Testament. I like to read the New Testament. It gives a good report of how Jesus delivers sinners. It gives a good report of what God does for anybody that would turn to Him and call on Him. Hey, oh my God can open the eyes of the blind. Amen. He can take the withered hand and make it whole again. Amen. He can raise the dead. Amen. He can do, He can feed 5,000 with three loaves of bread and five fishes. Oh my God has a good report card. Amen. It's an A plus And we ought to think on these things. Amen. You get in trouble. uh, You get yourself uh, in out of shape. Uh, The world starts pouring down on you. You ought to uh, take a step back and say, wait a minute. I remember hearing that my God uh, can help me in this situation. And you ought to think about that and say, God, help me. Amen. You know, we can think about all the bad things. We can think about, the oh, what if this happens? Or what if, you know, a lot, a lot of people just get paralyzed and don't do anything because they read the reports and they, and they get the, 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 the different kinds of information that comes. They, they, you know, a lot of people, you know what really bothers me about COVID and the whole situation was there, there was no acting laws. There was a lot of rules. But there was no acting laws that were in place. I had to work. I had to go to my job. And they, oh, well, you can't go to church. Why am I going to work 
if I can't go to church. Okay, that messed me up for a while. I was pretty upset about the whole situation. Oh, well, you're, you're needed. Your job's important. My job ain't important, but my God is important. Amen. But whether I live or whether I die, it matters not. But what I think about my God, no matter what's going on in my life, that's what's important. I'm still not happy about that, but I have to step back and say, well, God... He's in charge of that situation too. And I have to shut up. But I don't like it. Things of virtue. And being virtuous means being excellent of a high moral standard. Think on that. That's right. Think on these things. Second Corinthians 3 5 says, Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. Yep. So when you start thinking these thoughts about situations, circumstances, uh, uh, life unfolding before you, good, bad, indifferent, right? There's uh, We always look for the silver lining in the storm cloud, right? We're, we're trying to uh, make good out of it, right? We're trying to turn sour grapes into jelly, amen? And, and we're trying to think on these things, amen? But I'm going to tell you what, some things in this world are just hard. Yeah. And so we can't come up with an explanation why so-and-so has trouble, why someone dies when they die, when uh, we have uh, great afflictions in our life. Well, uh, where do we go from there? Is that the end of the story? No! Amen! I got a story with an everlasting author. Amen! But bless God, I've got a God that I'm going to. Amen! I've got a, a path and a way that God has made for me, bless God, and for anybody whose name's been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, bless God. Uh, there's no end in sight for those that have put their trust in the living Savior, Jesus Christ. Death couldn't hold Him, and I'm in His resurrection. Yeah. Okay, I, I missed this, but I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there. Psalm 94 and 11 says, The Lord knoweth the thoughts of man, and they're mostly vanity. In Proverbs 4.23, he said, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And in verse 26, he tells us, Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. And bless God, you know, we're all on paths, and we're all going somewhere. But I'm going to tell you what, the ungodly, the unsaved, uh, the lost, the sick, Deflected by this world and the devil, uh, they've got nothing but a fiery indignation and the wrath of God that abides upon. Think of those things, not that they're good, but that you might pray in a, a holy, virtuous, righteous manner and weep over the sinner and bring them before the Lord and pray for their salvation, pray for their deliverance, pray that Satan take his hand off of them. You see, I didn't just mention those seven mountains of influence and vanity. I mentioned them so that you could pray that the influence that Satan has in these strongholds, 
See, that's what they are. They're strongholds. And they're all over your life and mine. They're all over America. They're all over society. They're all over the economy. They're all over the politics of your life. They're all over the religion that you either have or don't have. And you can change the world if you will bear down before the Lord. And He knows your thoughts. He knows your heart. He knows what cooks inside of your brain. He knows what's coming out of the oven when it's all said and done. Amen. And bless God, you better start thinking on these things and you better start interfering over the works of Satan because he's going to bring this world into that fiery indignation, into the wrath of God with or without them that aren't saved. See, it don't matter. God's coming back. Uh, I just want you to know you just can't sit back and do nothing. The Bible tells us in 1 Chronicles 28 and 9 as God was speaking to Solomon and we know what a a great influence of God this man was and and how he had the favor of God uh, unlike none of Amen. I mean, uh, David was great. Brother uh, Matthew and I was talking, man after God's own heart, amen. Uh, uh, yet, uh, he had this going for him. He believed God. Abraham had this going. He believed God. Anybody that's ever come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them yeah. to diligently seek him, amen. That's what God's looking for, amen. amen. It's not a one and done. It's blessed God. There's a start line when you got born again and then there's the rest of it that you yeah. work out. Uh, and uh, we're, let each man work out his own salvation with fear and trembling. Amen. Yep. Let's not think on those things. Amen. amen. Uh, God, uh, God, uh, God knew. Uh, he told Solomon to know God, and I'm telling you to know God. There's a lot of people they know about God, but they don't have a personal relationship with God. That's right. Uh, they uh, they'll see. Oh, we'll pray for so and so, and they never get down on their knee and pray for anybody. Yeah. I wonder about people like that. Yeah. I wonder if they, oh, I'm, I go to church all the time. Well, let's pray. Uh, you know, I'm not really into that. What do you mean you're not into praying? <laughs> you didn't get saved unless you prayed. Yeah. Amen. That should open the door right there to a relationship with the Father. Amen. That should have done something inside of you that, bless God, you can't get enough of. Amen. Amen. That ought to have done something inside of you that, bless God, that's the fuel. Amen. That gives you strength for every step of your life to ponder your ways and to bring your thoughts before the God. You see, there's a way that seems right unto man, but the ways thereof are the ways of destruction. But when a man will bring himself before the Lord, how there's no telling what God will do with that man. Amen. Bless God. If you'll sell out to God, He's already sold out to you. Running out of air. He tells Solomon to serve God with a perfect heart and a willing mind. See, you'll have to do that. You'll have to have a willing mind. I'll do what you... you, I hear a lot of people. I'll do what God wants me to do. And I wonder... I wonder when they walk out the door and God presents to them, this is what I want you to do, if they really do. Now, I'm not saying that to look down on you. I'm saying that to myself. 
Do you really want to do what God wants you to do? Are you willing to do what God wants you to do? You see, the thing is, most of us think it's like uh, Brother Dan the Evangelist said, it means you're going to have to go to China and live in a hut with people you can't even talk to. But that's not what most of us will ever have to do for God. That's right. He's just looking for these, these other things uh, to be sober and truth and honest and virtuous and pure and lovely. Good. A good report. That's all. Hey, you, yeah. you do that, amen. Yeah. We'll start yeah. we'll start afflicting the kingdom of darkness. Yeah. Right. Amen. Yeah. Uh, if the kingdom of God has truly come. Yeah. Amen. You'll be a different person. Yeah. Amen. Uh, when the darkness comes and when the devil comes and when, when the world is caving in, bless God, you'll be standing there right next to him saying, What are you worried about? I got a God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, this this ain't my end. What do you mean the world's coming to an end in 39 minutes and five seconds? Praise God, I'm gonna be home with my father. Yeah. I mean, look for the good thing. Amen. Every opportunity is a privilege to witness and testify. Look, look what happened to Zach. Yep. Yep. Hallelujah. I mean, the kingdom of God invaded that boy and he got translated into the kingdom of God. It was a miracle that he experienced yeah. Saturday. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Don't sit there and take that lightly like, oh, you know. Oh, he got saved. He got born again. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah, thank you, we ought to be shouting the rooftops yeah. off. God's still in a saving business. Yeah. He's still a bringing sinners that said, I don't want nothing to do with God. And he's turning 180 and bringing them to the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Boy, that's good, Zach. That. You keep doing that. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank God. That encouraged me. Amen. 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 And he said, why? Why Why should we know God, serve God with a perfect heart and will and mind? For the Lord searches all hearts. He understandeth all the imaginations of the thoughts. See, that's scary. Right? The imagination of the thoughts. You see, Jesus was talking to the disciples and he tells them, he said, well, you've heard, right? You've heard. You lay with a woman, she's not yours, you've committed... Oh, he said, no. It's when that imagination becomes a thought, it becomes a sin before the Lord. He said, you look at a woman with lust in your eyes, in your heart. That imagination creates a mortal sin. Do you ever think about mortal sins? Do you ever think about the payment of such a sin? You hate your brother. You refuse to forgive him. You're a murderer. Mortal sin. Think on. You think on those things. Oh, you say, "Well, I'm I'm free." Don't don't preach to me the law, preacher. He's taking commandments right here. I'm I'm not subject to. Oh, yes, you are. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. You're supposed to uphold these things. (laughs) Hey, man, you're supposed to live and die right here. Well, I'm not under the law. The law don't do nothing but kill it, doesn't Matthew? But the Spirit 
set you free. Amen. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Amen. Well, are you free? You see, there is now therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ. Yeah, right. You see, if you're not in Christ, you're not free. You're in something else. Amen. And you're under the law. And the letter of the law kill it. But the Spirit does what? Make it alive. Quicken it. The last first Adam was a living soul, and the last Adam was a quickening spirit. Are you quickened? Hallelujah. Are you quickened? Do you have the Holy Spirit? Do you have the testimony in your heart? Amen. It's no longer chiseled on stones. Yes, yeah. But it's in the heart. Amen. Amen. Oh, he knows. He, the Lord searcheth all heart. Every day you wake up, God searching your. Think about that. Yeah. He's searching your heart. Yeah. Amen. You're sitting here right now saying, "Oh no, He knows about that." Yeah. Oh. Yeah, now you're getting it. Right. If you're sitting there right now and you're thinking about, if God's searching my yep, heart, that's right. He knows. He understands all the imaginations of the thoughts. Now, what's the key? The key is Christ. The key is forgiveness. The key is to be forthcoming before the Lord. I mean, you, He who hides his sin. You think you're hiding your sin from God? No, your sin will find you out. That's right. You can't hide it. They don't make rocks big enough. That's right. They don't make bulldozers big enough. They don't make bank vaults big enough for you to hide your sin. There's no place where you can bear it. There's no darkness that's dark enough to conceal what goes on inside of a man's heart. But praise be unto God when the Holy Ghost comes revealing the thoughts of your imaginations before God. He grants to you the privilege of repentance and getting right with God. If you want to get right with God, if you want revival, you better understand that God is looking in your heart. And those things that you might think are hidden from Him are an open, open scandal in heaven before the Father. And you might say, well, wait a minute. You're You're getting on my toes, preacher. Only the devil accuses. Yeah, but God is not ignorant to your ways. Yeah, the devil may be the accuser of the brother. He may be up there right now talking about you and me. Standing before Jesus trying to, Hey, I know I got cast out, but did you see what so-and-so did? I don't know how he does it. He used to go to and fro, but then Jesus said, I seen him cast like lightning out of heaven. Amen, and then I like the rest of that. But don't be... Uh, excited about that, amen. Don't rejoice about that, but that your name's been written in the Lamb's book of life. And if your name's truly been written in the Lamb's book of life, your thoughts are not your thoughts, amen. You have been bought with a price. Uh, You owe it to God to take your thoughts and your imagination and bring them right here before the Lord. Don't constantly, not thinking of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but continuously humbling yourself underneath the mighty hand of God that He might exalt you in due time. That you might see how the power of God working amongst you and working in your people and working in this community. 
where we can go out and reach these souls. You want you really want to know what it'll take to reach the souls that live in Six Mile Road? It'll take a, a natural disaster of epic size to get them to turn from where they're at to get in this house. You might not like that, but it's the truth. They all think they're all right. We knocked, remember we went around and knocked on houses, doors, oh, we're good. We got a relationship with God. Where you go to church? I don't. You ain't got a relationship with God. Your thoughts, your, your, your mind would be consumed with, what if I die right now in this shape? You don't know how many times I got friends that say, you know, I'm saved, but I, I went out and sinned the other day. If I'd have died like that, I, I believe I'd have gone to hell. Well, first of all, they don't know the scripture. Second of all, they don't know my God. Amen. Third of all, uh, they they just uh, should have spent more time reading and, and digging in the Word of God. And they'd have known, yeah, you might you might have ended up in heaven a little bit sooner than what you should have. But bless God, you didn't get your ticket taken from heaven to hell just because uh, you're a dummy and you don't know how to walk right and think on these things that God wants you to think on. Amen. I'm glad that I'm eternally saved. Amen. That bless God. It wasn't ever dependent upon what I did, but it's dependent on what Jesus did on the cross. Bless God. He he doesn't revoke that. Amen. He's not going to take and smear my name out of the Lamb's book of life over some stupid decision that I made. Bless God. He's bigger than that. Amen. And He's able to deliver me. Oh, bless God. When He starts to work in you, He's going to finish it. Are you going home? I remember that message too. Brother Tommy preached about you and his kids. Sometimes He just takes His children home. Amen. So, so, uh, I'm pretty much done. Let's get a song. Galatians uh, 6 and 3 is another scripture tells us about uh, can't get it. Different Bible. Think on these things, church. Amen. If a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let every man prove. Huh? Let every man prove his own work. Yep. Let every man prove his work and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. You'll stand before God. Stand to your feet. You'll stand before God in your blood. Yeah. You'll stand before God in your shoes. You'll stand before God and give an account for your life. Every time you heard the word of God. Every time God revealed unto you that you ain't hiding nothing from Him. Every time God uh, declared unto you, do this, do that. You decided to go left when He told you to go right. And you missed out on the best blessing. Or you missed out on on disrupting some stronghold that the devil had. And you could have been the very conduit that broke. Amen. That brought deliverance. Amen. You say, well, does it really matter that much? Just stop praying and see. Would you do that? Would you be willing to jeopardize your life, your walk with God, your testimony? Would you be willing to, to jeopardize the soul of some other soul that God tells you to seek the kingdom of God for them? And you decided that you was too lazy, too tired, too wore out, uh, too busy. Amen. And your thoughts were, uh, let somebody else do it. Amen. Don't let that be you. 
Don't let that be me. Let's pray one for another. Let's think on these things. Amen. I mean, there's enough right there for us just to say, okay, oh me, oh God, help me. Amen. And, and just to put all that we have and saying, God, uh, we got, we can do this better. I want more of you and less of me. Amen. I, I like what John the Baptist said. He said, I must decrease, but he must increase. Amen. What's that look like? Uh, when Christ increases in your life, uh, when He increases in the time that you spend being entertained, when He increases in the time you spend what you yeah. spend your yeah. money on, yeah. when He increases in the, in the politics that you hold or don't hold. You see, not holding politics is, a, is an error on your part to be involved in this United States of America. And I call you out, church, to get involved in your politics. Get involved in your, in your, uh, uh, your senators, your congressmen to get involved in your local elections. Get involved in what's going on and what these people are doing and the laws that these people are passing. I, I, I call you out and say, don't let these influences, while you were having church for the last 20 years, they took over the education system. While you were having church, sitting in here, entertaining yourself, saying I'm worshiping God, they took over the religion world and they just kicked the Catholic church out of, out of uh, so many things. Not that I'm for the Catholic, but anybody that promotes God, you can't go wrong. Anybody that says Jesus is Lord, I'll give them that. Now the rest of the doctrine of garbage, hey man, that would will get you into hell. Bless God, they better get that straight. They're going to stand before God for all that. But bless God, there's a lot of changes going on in this country and it's my fault and it's your fault and you're going to let it go to hell if you sit back and do nothing. Alright? If you need the Lord tonight, I know this ain't make you feel real good about yourself tonight. But I do want you to know there's some responsibilities that we have to that we have to have. Amen. You can't just come to church and get a get a a, a chill bump up and down your back and say, "Oh, it was so good to be in God's house. I just love how they worship." Did you worship? Did you pray? Did you repent? Did you say, "God, I need you"? Did you say, "God, my thoughts ain't right"? You need this altar this. Uh, tonight, and come on and pray. Pray one for another. You've been praying for revival. I've been praying with you. But I'm going to tell you what God looked for truth in the inner man. You ain't holding nothing back from God. As we sing a, as we sing a verse of the song, if you need the Lord tonight, will you come?